Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Audio Media presents The Patron Saint of Suicides Created by Alex Dolan Four men in black uniforms gathered at a self-storage facility near Oakland Airport. They approached an orange roll-up door on Unit 117. One of them knelt down and sheared the padlock with bolt cutters. They pulled up the door a few inches, and one man shined a flashlight through the gap. He checked for explosives, first with a flashlight, then with a mirror on a telescoping rod. Something that looked like an old car antenna. He found nothing. They pulled the door fully open and paced into the locker. It was a cramped space, just big enough to fit a console table. A stack of servers and a transmitter sat on the table, next to a monitor and various components. Other than this, the room was bare, except for the illustration. On one of the drywall panels, someone had drawn a tall black figure crowned with a top hat. My arm is a mess. The cut is raw and red. Most of my semicolon tattoo has been scraped away. I can't sleep because of the pain. I have to change the bandages every few hours when the gauze soaks through. I'm in a fog because of my insomnia. I need to be alert enough to drive. They're discharging Wesley from the hospital soon and I have to pick him up. But when I change my bandage, I'm hypnotically drawn to the horror of my wound. I barely hear the alert from my computer. I should ignore it, but I'm so tired I'm operating like an automaton. I open my computer to hear what Walking Sam has to say to me. Welcome to day three, Avon Otomo. Go to hell. You're a survivor. Today, I want you to survive. What does that even mean? You survived the train massacre on March 25th, 2015. Many people didn't, including these men. Several images come up on my screen, arranged in tiles as if he were dealing cards. They're the four men I killed last year. Toro looks especially young in his photo. Welcome to day three. Just three days in and I'm spent. Any sane person would have gone to the police by now but I'm compromised in a number of ways. Both Wesley and I are in physical danger. Beyond that, he has figured out my connection to the four men who were killed last year. I'm looking at death or imprisonment. Right now, I can't decide which I would prefer. I'm not sure I have a full 29 days in me. The day will be an easy day. The camera light turns on and I flip him off while I wait. 
You just need to eat something. I don't like the sound of this. Another image comes up on my screen. It's a small white pill, pinched between two fingers. Strychnine. I'm not eating poison. It won't kill you. You're a survivor. Fuck you! The dose won't be high enough to kill you. You still have 27 days to go. No. I, I don't even know how to- Check your mail. I click on my inbox. Not your email. Your mailbox in your building downstairs. Someone's left me a plain white envelope in my mailbox, which means he's been to my building. I run back upstairs and lock my door. Sam knows when I'm back. Open it. A small white pill drops into my hand. I'm not eating this. You will. It'll be the easiest challenge you get. I don't even know what it is. I told you it's strychnine. This can kill me. It won't. How do I know? How do I know it's not something worse? Told you it was poison. I just know I can't trust you. Swallow it. I'm not doing it. Swallow it or I will slaughter you and your boyfriend in your sleep. Oh, how do I know you won't do that anyway? You don't. Swallow it. If you're going to kill me, just kill me. I'm not going to help you. Hmm. You'll do it. Why would I? Because, like everyone else, you want to prolong the inevitable as long as possible. God damn you! I wash down the pill with water. Zoe Gibson appeared in Blossom's doorway. We found something. We found the servers. Really? How? Don't worry about that. This morning, we raided a storage locker by the airport and found the servers for Sam's Market. The site's been pulled down. Did you find Walking Sam? No. We have a name on the billing account for the locker, but it's listed as Sam Walker, and the billing address is in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. As far as we can tell, the address is a vacant lot down the street from the Oglala Sioux Tribe headquarters. Is that significant? Probably not. The whole town is basically a big reservation. I guess the Oglala Sioux has headquarters there. Has anyone called them? I called them. At first, they thought it was a prank call. The woman kept hanging up on me. I finally managed to convince her I was serious. She knew the walking Sam story, but she had no idea what I was talking about when I mentioned Sam's Market or the Darknet. The address might just be a fake address. That's disappointing. But here's the interesting thing. Once we looked at the serial numbers on the server equipment, we found out they were sold in South Dakota. In Pine Ridge at a Best Buy in Rapid City, which is about 90 minutes away from Pine Ridge. So there is some connection to South Dakota. It gets better. We know the time of purchase, so the cybercrime team has been on the phone with the store all morning sharing information. Credit card? He paid in cash, but it was a curbside pickup. 
So he drove a car into one of the designated spaces, called in, and they walked out the equipment to his car. He probably didn't want to get picked up on the cameras in the store. Did the store have cameras in the parking lot? They did. And we have a plate. Fantastic. We have a name, too. Harper Olson. Who's that? No idea yet. How can I help? Well, there's something else that was brought to my attention. Did you know Wesley Pope was admitted to Oakland General last night with a gunshot wound? It's okay. I got you. I helped Wesley out of the car. I'm not strong enough to support his full weight. After the pill this morning, I can barely walk myself. The bullet went through his thigh without shattering the bone and it missed the artery. So we got as lucky as you can get for someone who was shot in the leg. He's still in shock, but he's trying to pretend he's okay. I got it. Oh, whoa. God, you'd think they'd give me something stronger for the pain. Two people are standing in front of our building waiting for us. <sighs> You're kidding me. What is this? Mr. Pope, sorry I missed you at the hospital. I just found out they discharged you. How's your leg? Why are you here? We don't have time for this. I have to get him inside. Detective Blossom speaks to me with a distant cordiality as if we were still passing strangers and hadn't met several times over the past week. Mr. Pope, Ms. Otomo, I know this isn't a good time. You don't know the half of it. He's still on pain medication. He's barely lucid. I can speak for myself. I've got to get him inside. Well, that works for us. Blossom shoots Gibson a look that suggests he'd like her to be a little bit less abrasive. We just have a few questions. You just can't stay away from me. Wesley's delirium is starting to show. Detective Gibson, I think you're in love with me. Can we come in for a few minutes? Does it look like he's in any kind of shape to talk to you? I'm about to suggest that Wesley lawyer up, but Blossom gives me an insistent look. And for a moment, there's a glimmer of the compassion I'd seen in the past. Please, Haven. We'll make this quick, then we'll go. Can you control your dog? You can always leave. Do you know how many dogs the police shoot every year? Don't worry. You can tell by the bark he's not serious. A lot of dogs. A lot. Haven, it'll be quicker if Detective Gibson can speak with Wesley while I speak with you. Is that okay? I don't want to leave Wesley alone with Detective Gibson, even though I know he's done nothing wrong. But Blossom is giving me this look, like he needs to talk to me. It might be the same look he gives other suspects so they lower their guard, but it does make me trust him. Fine. Mr. Pope, can you tell me who shot you? Detective, why do you love me so much? I take Detective Blossom to the kitchen. The first time we ever spoke, it was in another kitchen, back at Lynn's house. 
The memory of that makes me itchy. What's going on? You look rough. You haven't been sleeping. And you have? He looks at the gauze around my arm. What happened to your arm? What do you think? Sam's challenge. Why are you still doing that? Because when I don't, people I love get shot. So Wesley's shooting is related to walking Sam? Of course it is. Did he see who shot him? I don't know. I haven't been able to talk to him. I mean, look at him. He's just getting his bearings. Then why are you sure Walking Sam is involved? Because Walking Sam sent me a video of the shooting as it happened. You need to send me that video. Can you see anything on it? Not much. It's dark. (sighs) Wesley is going to be an important witness. We're narrowing in on Walking Sam. What does that mean? It means we're getting close to catching him. Do you know who's doing this? We're close to finding out. Listen, I want to play you something. It's a call we recorded earlier. He hands me his phone. Hold it to your ear and play it quietly. What am I listening to? We found the servers today. They were in a storage locker by Oakland Airport. The Sam's Market site is down. The equipment was purchased in South Dakota. Does the name Harper Olson mean anything to you? No. All right. Just hit play. I place this phone to my ear and play the recording. May I speak to Harper Olson? Who is this? This is Detective Zoe Gibson from the Oakland Police. Oakland? Where's that? Seriously? It's in California. Is this about Owen? Who's Owen? My son. Why would you ask if this is about Owen? Owen goes to Stanford. This isn't about Hanson Miller again, is it? Who's that? He didn't have anything to do with that. Who is Hanson Miller, Miss Olson? The Walking Sam thing. Come again? Walking Sam. Walking Sam? You're not bringing that whole thing up again, are you? The recording stops. I hand back his phone. Now look at this. He calls up a browser on a cell. It's a Facebook page for someone named Owen Oliver Olson. He's young, maybe early 20s. He's not a bad-looking kid, but he stares at the camera angrily. His eyes are on fire. I can tell as I scroll through his profile photos that he's very tall and very lean. There's one photo of him next to the Willie Mays statue outside of AT&T Park, where the San Francisco Giants play. He's here in the Bay Area, with us. Here's what we know. Owen Oliver Olson is from Rapid City, South Dakota. He's the single child of a single mom, Harper Olson. His father died a few years ago. According to his mom, he wanted to be a tech mogul, like Elon Musk. He was frustrated that he didn't get into MIT and ended up dropping out after a semester at South Dakota State University. He claims he's going to Stanford. Stanford's never heard of him. But he told his mom he got a full scholarship. I guess he made up his own acceptance letter on Stanford letterhead, and Owen sends his mom transcripts that he fabricates himself. She even wears a Stanford sweatshirt that he sent to her when he moved out to California. What was the other name his mother mentioned? Hanson Miller. He was Owen's friend in high school. 
one of his only friends. He killed himself by drinking a bottle of drain cleaner. There's a video of Miller drinking it. In the video, he claims that Walking Sam made him do it. It was taken down from Vimeo and YouTube, but it was posted on the deep web and we ended up finding a copy. The thing is, there's a shadow of someone in the room with Miller. The local police wondered if Owen might have been the one that shot the video. Jesus. Do you know where he is now? He's all over social media as Owen Oliver Olson. Pretty easy to find. I don't think he's really trying hard to hide. That might explain why it's relatively easy to find the servers for Sam's Market. In his recent photos, we can see he's in San Francisco. There's a shot from yesterday in front of a restaurant in North Beach, but we don't have the local address for him. Doesn't his mother have an address? She has a campus P.O. box at Stanford, but it's a dead end. Just some other kid's mailbox. As far as we can tell, there's no connection with that kid and Owen Olson. How are you going to find him? Well, that's why I'm here. How much do you want to help? Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.